We can be the generation that ends the opioid epidemic. We can do it. That, of course, was uh, President Trump just making comments, continuing to actually make comments from the White House, speaking about the opioid, U.S. opioid crisis uh, in American plans for his administration to uh, help get rid of that crisis and solve it. Uh, we want to talk a little bit more about a story on the Bloomberg today. Purdue, uh, some say it's the Kleenex or Google of opioids. Certainly our, our Bloomberg Businessweek story said that. Um, it's a company targeted by a U.S. criminal probe over opioid marketing, really the main villain in a wave of government lawsuits. Let's break it down. Down, the latest on this company and what's going on. Esme Deprez is Projects and Investigations reporter at Bloomberg News. She joins us uh, on the phone from our bureau in Los Angeles. Uh, Esme, for those who don't know Purdue, just give us a little bit about it because they really kind of have a stat. They, they really, over the years, have established the opioid market. Right. So Purdue is a closely held company uh, that's based in Connecticut, and they really created the market for opioids that we know today. So with their, they did this with their blockbuster drug, OxyContin. A lot of us have heard of it. They unveiled that in 1996, and Purdue really led the charge in broadening the market for opioids. So opioids used to be really used just for cancer patients and terminally ill patients uh, for whom addiction wasn't really a problem. Um, as we know, opiates cause uh, incredible addiction problems. And what Purdue did, and then other companies followed, was they create they said opioids should be used for a wide range of products uh, and you know and, and in order to do they did that in part because they could make more money um, so if you have a headache if you get your wisdom teeth pulled out if you have chronic back pain you know people start doctors started prescribing opioids for conditions such as those and that was really due to a lot of these uh, innovative marketing techniques that Purdue invented in the 1990s and then began uh, or, or even before that and then other companies began replicating. What kind of marketing techniques are you talking about? What, what, what do they do to convince otherwise well-meaning doctors to give these addictive pills to people who maybe didn't need them? They really help change the culture around prescribing. Again, changing uh, opioids from you know acute uh, or current cancer care to palliative care uh, to to broader range. But they did this by a number of things. Uh, they they hired do- they hire they hire, they actually put doctors on their payroll to go around the country giving talks to other doctors, uh, telling them how you know opioids were safe to prescribe. Now, new research that you know we later found out not to be true. Um, at the time, they said it, it you know these opioids were going to be safe for long use. Again, that's that's something that the CDC has come out since and said that is actually not accurate. Um, they hired these things called detailers, which are essentially salesmen that would go to doctor's offices. Um, a co- pretty common practice now, but, you know, in the 1990s, it wasn't so much. Uh, so they went to doctors. They targeted primary care physicians, for example, who don't really have a lot of um, experience in, in pain care management or recognizing the signs of addictions. Uh, they even gave, they gave, gave out tons of pharmaceutical swag. Uh, you know, they gave out free coupons for prescriptions for OxyContin. So just a ton of, of marketing techniques that at the time when they unveiled them were pretty new, um, and that enabled them to grow this market extraordinarily. So what's time. what's interesting about this kind of latest pursuit by um, Connecticut's attorney general, uh, it's a criminal investigation versus some of the other investigations that are out there by other attorney generals. Right. So actually in Connecticut, it's the U.S. attorney. So that's different. Um, Uh, As we know, a lot lot of attorney generals right across the country have filed lawsuits against Purdue and other manufacturers trying to hold them accountable for the opioid crisis. But this is a federal criminal investigation. So it's much different in that case. Uh, You bring the firepower of the federal government, of course, if if they have a criminal investigation into Purdue, which as Bloomberg reported exclusively yesterday, that's what's happening. Um, It's really important because uh, Purdue has already faced a criminal investigation. Back in 2007, 
Uh, they resolved a federal criminal prosecution. They actually pled guilty at that time. They paid more than $630 million in civil and criminal penalties. That was one of the largest pharmaceutical settlements in U.S. history. Um, and in that criminal conviction, they, the company actually specifically acknowledged that it had trained its sales representatives to mislead physicians about the risks that opioids, opioids posed. Um, one thing I will note about that settlement, it really only covered from 1995 to 2001. So that was pretty early on in the marketing of Purdue. So presumably, I don't know this for sure, but presumably what the U.S. attorney in Connecticut now is doing is seeing what kind of perhaps misbranding or mismarketing Purdue has been engaging in after 2001 when that, you know, to, it was since, essentially since the, the, the last conviction that they were able to bring. It's fairly amazing, too, that they could uh, pursue, you know, having already been uh, slapped on a risk, uh, continue to engage in some of these activities, at least that's the accusation. Slapped on the wrist, right. $630 million. That's huge. Uh, it's it's definitely it definitely was one of the largest. Um, but you know these these are companies that make a lot of money. I mean, OxyContin yeah. alone generated sales for Purdue of one point three billion dollars in twenty sixteen. So I guess it's all relative. Um, but the, a lot of the state suits focus on, uh, you know, did did these companies engage in mismarketing techniques after they've already been slapped on the wrist, so to speak? You know, is this is this activity still ongo- ongoing? Are they still marketing these drugs in a way that uh, is you know? perceived to be not legitimate or even illegal in many cases. Now, we do know, um, is it Mike Moore, that uh, the lawyer who went after all of the tobacco companies has been trying to pull everybody together to go after uh, those players involved in the opioid uh, industry. That case is also continuing to move forward. Just got about 40 seconds here. Exactly. So we have 10 states, dozens of cities and counties across the country that have sued uh, Purdue and other manufacturers as well as distributors trying to hold them accountable for the crisis. That's a separate action that what we have by the U.S. attorney, but they all obviously, you know, are, are intent on the same thing, focusing on these companies, trying to hold them accountable for the crisis and perhaps get some money to address treatment and prevention. Esme, just re- really quickly, 10 seconds, what have we heard from Purdue, if anything? Purdue actually has said that we accept responsibility. Oh, sorry, uh, I'm reading the wrong thing. Purdue uh, confirmed that this investigation is ongoing. They're saying they're cooperating and they're committed to being part of the solution to solve the opioid crisis. Great stuff. Uh, uh, well, uh, the story is just an amazing one, and the business aspects cannot be uh, understated. So glad to have you on the case. That's my due press uh, from Bloomberg News Projects and Investigations reporter. <laughs> 